1: Let's get to our next guest because he was a key part of our program last year, and he's been good enough to join us on the back of Hawthorne's first preseason game, which they lost to Geelong in Geelong yesterday. Uh, Sam Mitchell is his name. Mitch, thanks for joining us again.
0: Yes, thanks for having me on again,
1: boys. Oh, back into it, and it was a not a reality check because you would have known what you were getting yourself up against yesterday. But uh, how have you dissected it only you know a few hours on from from what happened?
0: Yeah, it was. Uh... Reasonably difficult one to watch. Kane. was, uh, you know, they're a good side, and you know, I was just so hoping that they would be. This would be the year that they'd finally fall off the cliff. But I don't think there's any <laughs> risk of that. Unfortunately, I have to put up with Geelong up the top again. But um, no, they look they look strong, and we uh, we couldn't handle some of the things that they did as well as I would have liked. And um, you know, we win, all we learn, and fair bit of learning out of out of last night's performance.
1: So do you walk away daunted? by the prospect of trying to be as good as them and to get to where they are at
0: no I'm not daunted I think I looked at you now you look at the center square at different different instances and what what I try to do is think okay if we pause them where they are now and we add two or three seasons into all of our players and then we compete against them uh, it gives you a bit of a bit of faith that yeah you know you would look at Newcomb lines up on Guthrie and you think okay if we just pause Guthrie where he is and we add another three years and 60 mm. games into Newcomb I think they're reasonably comparable and you feel a bit more positive about it whereas right now obviously someone like Cam Guthrie is uh, you know got a few more strengths to his bow and can get away with a few more things than now than our young fellows, but I think they're a, they're a very good side They've been playing together for a long time and and they're going to continue to be strong
2: so as coach Mitch, you bounced out of bed this morning. Are you concerned at all, or not? Is it? Is it? I just, I just see the size of the margin, and I know they're the best in the comp. They're the, they're the best the AFL have right now. But they had a lot of stars on the sidelines as well. They're only going to get better from there. Do, do you do you get concerned with with the performance and, a, and a, a smacking of of where you're actually at?
0: No, not concerned. I had a really good chat with Luke Bruce. Um, You know, driving back down the highway last night, and he, you know, the old "it's never as good or as bad as it seems" is um, very, very obvious on a night like last night. Once I got home and watched a bit of the vision last night, and and there were certainly some areas that need some need some sharpening, but um, overall, um, there was a few more positives than perhaps I thought as soon as we were there. Um, But there, I mean, their consistency of the way that they play uh, was was much better than what we had, and I think. Um, you know, we this time last year we got absolutely blown away by Collingwood in the first practice game, and um, it was a it was a bit of a more of a reality check. Whereas I think this time around, playing on their home deck that they trade at every day, um, different dimension ground that we haven't played at before, um, we tried a few different things in our in our mix. We certainly wanted to explore some options with our game style, um, which we did, um, and then we'll see we'll see which ones of those hold up and which ones we need to shelf.
2: So in, in terms of the system and, and how you want to play were you, were you happy with what you saw? I know some things broke down and, and that's going to happen with young young teams but through the preseason you've been drilling a, a system a style of play into this group did you did you get what you want out of that last night?
0: Oh, not not as often as I would have liked certainly at different stages there were some passages of play. And that were that were better for us, and that looked a bit more like the way we had trained, but even talking to the players after the game, I mean we play, train against each other and both teams are really trying to do the same thing all the time and you play against another team that have a different a different model and a different game style that everyone isn't where you think they'd be. Um, so our players need to get used to playing against real opposition and and that was the first time we've done it for you know since August of last year so you know we weren't we weren't all that surprised. Um, at, the, at the level that they were at. But what we perhaps were a bit disappointed with was how consistent we were with doing the things that we've shown that we have been able to do across the preseason.
1: So what happens now? Like, how do you give us an insight into how you digest the review, uh, your messages to the players and how you balance it between your, your obvious disappointment because we can hear that in your voice versus um, walking away giving them some of the positives that you saw?
0: Yeah, I got. Um, that's probably. I don't know if any of the players would be listening to you. They're probably still trying to get out of bed after the late night. But um, the the thing that I that I found really obvious is you saw the same player do something that's so unlike them. But then, you know, five minutes later, they do the thing that you would expect. And so the level of consistency that we saw, and um, you know, I, I, there was an example that I can think of off the top of my head was. You know, Will Day's in a really good position on the ground, and he runs himself out of position uh, by trying too hard, basically. But then five minutes later, he's in nearly identical position, and the ball ends up falling to him, and he's he is able to get involved in the play. And you look at the the difference between those two bits of play, and if you if you put those all together, they add up. Um, some of our our forwards are pointing to one direction, and our you know midfielders or defenders are kicking it to them in a different. And just so we're just not all on the same page. Often enough, and I think that's when you play a team like Geelong that have played you know, a very similar brand for a long period of time, that that connection that they have on the field was, was something that we've got to work towards.
2: How young is too young is going to be the, the talking point all year with, with the Hawks. Have you got enough senior core players in there to steer the ship And in, in terms of looking for round one? We're not worried about the pre-season competition. As you said, it can throw up uh, numbers that you're not used to and, and can be quite... Um, it can skew the facts, put it that way. Have you got enough senior core bodies in there to, to show the way round one and beyond?
0: Well, Tom will tell Kingy. I think I'm really confident in the in the group that we've put together. I think James Cicely has grown enormously and um, I think he's going to do a really good job as a captain of a footy club. He hasn't done that before and our, our group of leaders around him haven't been in that position before, so they're going to take some, some time to do some learning. But I think... You had know, Luke Bruce that sat with us in the coach's box along with Mitch Lewis um, and Chancloth Jass yesterday. And I think when I looked at those three players, all quite important, quite loud, really good game understanding, that's three players that you add in. I think we do have a bit stronger leadership than we showed yesterday. Uh, I was, to be honest, a bit disappointed with the, the spirit in the group for a, at a couple of stages. We did manage to get it back. But um, I think the, the, the Geelong juggernaut, got on top of us for probably a five-minute patch in the second quarter, which was disappointing, but it's a good thing to review, and I'm glad it happened in the preseason rather than in the main season.
2: Now, I know you're trying to fast-track this rebuild and, and, and there's no timeline necessarily set on it, but we watched the show last night, Show Me The Money 2, and there are a lot of deals spoken about behind the scenes, and Hawthorne was mentioned in most of them. Clearly, you'd be disappointed to not have attain some of that talent, how many deals would have fallen by the wayside, uh, both in and out of Hawthorne, attracting players and and getting deals done and trades done to to shift players for better picks? How many deals would you have been involved with a ballpark figure that didn't realise themselves?
0: (laughs) It's a great question. A lot would be the answer. I I mean, Mark McKenzie and his recruiting and list management team really deal with the vast majority of that. Uh, Some of it when it gets closer to the pointy end, um, I'll get involved in, but uh, really let the bakers bake and those guys do an enormous amount of work. I mean, they're, right now, he sent me a text late last night saying, "I oh, just keep this in mind for next week. We might be having a chat with this player, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's always something happening with those guys and there's. A, I feel a bit better about it this year because last year we had an enormous amount of deals fall away with no outcomes this year. At least we had some outcomes. You know, we brought in Lloyd Meek, um, Carl Amon and and Cooper Stevens. two of those guys played yesterday. Cooper obviously had a concussion, so he couldn't play. But um, those other two lads, along with Fergus Green, um, all have added something to the group. So all that work that they put in all year, at least we get some benefit from it now.
1: And that was a, a follow-up I had to that because there's a scene where Dorazio tells Mackenzie that Bose has chosen Geelong and he's like, you guys couldn't have done anything more. You, the, the money was good. The pitch, I think you took him out for lunch. The pitch couldn't have been any better.
2: Lunch, um, where'd
1: you go? But, but the thing that you couldn't change was where you're at, Mitch. And, and that's, that's difficult to attract players. Um, and no doubt you would have factored that in. But is that frustrating for you?
0: I'm not, not really. When I think about our list management strategy, um, what we what we want to achieve is build our own internal premiership group, which we can then add to. I think if you if you're getting players in that are going to be your core, that that makes it more difficult. You obviously pay a premium for any players that are coming from another club. So, what I'm really proud of, as far as our group of formal leaders for this year, most of them are homegrown. So. So so Sam Frost and Jarman Impy have both come from other clubs, but um, Bruce and Sicily and Moore and Mitchell Lewis, they're all Hawthorne drafted, Hawthorne developed, Hawthorne recruited. So that gives me faith that our our models around how we're developing our players and our leadership is, is improving. And I think that what we need to be able to achieve is we need to get to a position where we've made a premiership core group and then players will start thinking, okay, I want a part of this, and then they can come and, and fill the gaps that we have, which we've seen a couple of times, but really in, two, in another two years' time is when the free agency market would be much more a priority rather than the draft.
2: Where did you take him for lunch, and will you revisit that restaurant with your next drive to acquire? <laughs> I,
0: actually, I actually didn't take him out for lunch, so I think um, there might be a bit of sugar on that. Sorry, uh-huh. I did catch up with him. Um, but I didn't I didn't take him out for lunch. So I won't Have give him too much. no, I haven't seen the show. I haven't seen it yet, so um interesting that they give away that much information. Usually um Hawthorne are well renowned for keeping things under the under the hat. So um I'm not sure that I'll uh, be be giving you too much about things like that, boys.
2: Well in a couple of weeks we wanna back over this again. So make sure you've watched the show and we wanna work out what was fact and what was fiction.
0: Yeah, well, I did spend some time with him and definitely tried to get him over. I thought he was pretty impressive in the early part of the game. I think he only played the first two quarters last night, but I was just as disappointed leaving the game thinking that we missed him than, than as I was when when we got the phone call to say that he'd chosen Geelong.
1: Mitch, appreciate you fronting up for us, mate. Um, we'll speak to you throughout the year, hopefully, once again. It was terrific last year, so um, enjoy. Don't enjoy the review, but get stuck in the review, and we'll check in with you in a couple <laughs> of weeks.
0: All
1: right, thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. See okay, you, mate. Sam Mitchell. So uh, Collingwood Hawthorn play Collingwood next Thursday, five ten in Tassie, before their round one game Sunday, March the nineteenth, against Essendon at the MCG, and that will be a big one.